Hi, I'm Rob Shear. I'm the founder of a national nonprofit called Comfort Cases. I'm an advocate for children in our foster care system, a public speaker, author of the book, A Forever Family, but most importantly, I'm the father of five children. Hi, I'm Dana McKay, and I saw Rob on The Ellen Show, and when I realized his organization was based right where I live, I knew I had to get involved. I'm also a radio host and now the director of communications for Comfort Cases. Our country's foster care system is shattered, and the podcast is about how we, as a community, can come together to bring about change, changing the system, and changing the lives of children in care. Welcome to the Fostering Change Podcast. Today we are talking to Joe Davis. Joe is a huge supporter of Comfort Cases. He's been here to volunteer, and then he decided to choose Comfort Cases for his Eagle Scout project. So, Joe, thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, no problem. You know, I kind of think this is pretty exciting. So, you know, kids who are in our foster care system, they really don't have an opportunity to be in Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts. Um, I actually did a little bit of my, my research. It, there's also Weeblos as well. Yeah. Um, and so my children, my four of my kids, when they arrived, um, my four boys all we were like, oh my gosh, we want you to be in Cub Scouts. Cause, and my one son um, not only won the derby where they made the car, my other son won the regatta. And I've got to tell you that in the regattas yeah, where they, the, they like the, the little boat. boat. So real quick, before we get your story, I got to tell you this funniest story. So we, um, you know... My husband and I, neither one were in Cub Scouts or Boy Scouts or anything like that. So they give us these kits to make these cars and to make this boat. And we're just happened to be the parents that are like, okay, you got to do this, you know. And they literally made their own car, their own boat. They had stickers on it. They had little weights on the bottom of the car. And so, and and they painted it themselves. And, And mind you, these were elementary school, young elementary school kids. And I remember we got to the place where they were having the race and um i looked at all these other cars and oh, yeah. I, I said to reese i said there is no way that these kids did this i said these parents have oh, helped yeah. them and sure enough my son grayson won um the the derby with his car i was so proud of him and then like three or four months later we had the regatta and my son makai um actually won the the regatta so so i love that yeah. i love that you you know, Joe, I'm excited. I I was talking to Dana yesterday. I get really excited when I see generations like yours um, stepping up and really doing what we all should be doing, which is, you know, giving back to our community. So I would love for, first of all, for you to tell us a little bit about yourself and then tell me exactly what this Eagle Scout project is. So like, uh, I am adopted from Korea. I was adopted like when I was like really young, like I think a few months, three, four months. And like, I always think about if I wasn't adopted, what would have happened? I would have been in the foster care system. I probably, I definitely would not be here in America. I'd probably be in Korea where like also the suicide rates are like extremely high there. So there's just so many things that could have gone a different way. And I just wanted to give back. And like, if I, again, if I wasn't here, I'd probably be in Korea somewhere. And I think about all those kids in Korea who are in the foster care system and like what they have to deal with. So if I can help, like here, like locally or nationally, that just, it makes an impact globally. Yeah, no, I I agree with you on that 100%. You know, the fact is, is that, you know, 
one thing we've learned about comfort cases is that we hear from people from all over the world and we hear that the same issues that we have right here in the United States, they're having in other countries as well. And some even worse, Um, you know, and so I, I love the fact that here you, you were adopted, you know, by the way, I know your mom, she's absolutely amazing. Um, And you're not the only one in your family that's adopted. Is that correct? My, I have an older brother and older sister who are also adopted. Also adopted. Wow. That is, you know, do you ever get the question that my family always gets? So people walk up to us and they'll say, are they adopted? And my son, my son, Grayson will say, no, we're not adopted. And I'll say, Grayson, why do you say that? And he's like, because we're four black kids and you're two white men. Do anybody ever walk up to you and ask if you're adopted? They're like, I'll be like, this happens like all the time. I'm so used to it now, but I'll be like walking with my mom and my dad who are just like, completely white and you can see i'm obviously asian and they'd be like walking past us being like what the like looking at us like we were like some like weird kid like and especially when i was really little i'd be like holding my dad's hand and he'd just he's like six foot and i was just some little asian kid my dad would like get so many strange looks like is that kid okay and like but it was yeah i get that all the time it is kind of crazy it is really crazy so so tell me how long have you so did you start out as a cub scout yeah, like uh, my brother was initially like in scouts first and he's an Eagle Scout now, but um, he like started and then I just like was always trying to like get into like their cub meetings and stuff. So my dad put me in as well. So are either one of your parents den leaders? My dad was like uh, like the den leader for my brother's um, uh, cub scout, whatever, uh, den. And then he was the den leader for mine as well. Okay, I have to tell you, I love the fact that I know some of this terminology. I know, I know. I'm like, wow, I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm impressed too. So, um, so Joe, what made you choose comfort cases for your project? So, like, uh, initially, I'm not going to lie, I was going to do a 5K for ocean cleanup, uh, but then coronavirus, the coronavirus happened. So, I kind of got uh, shoved over for later. I'm definitely going to do that still, but later. And then my mom was like, I've been reading this book lately and it's really good. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, I was really passionate about this, um, 5k. And then she was like, just check out their website, check out what they do. Cause I thought it was just some like other, like Eagle Scout project that everyone would do. Cause I definitely didn't want to like build anything or do anything standard like that. I wanted to like make a huge impact. And, uh, I was like, fine, fine. I'll, I'll look at this website. And I started reading and I was like, this is, this is really, this is really cool. I was like, and I was like, I need to read more and more. And then I like read the first few pages of your book and I was like, this is, this is really, really neat. I really want to do this. Wow. That's what, first of all, I'm humbled that your mom read my book and the fact that you read my book. And that's just, you know, I, I say it quite often. I truly believe that we all have a story Mm -hmm. and that if we tell our story that it truly can impact our community and it can make change. You know, I love the whole idea of the 5k um, race, you know, and I love this is, I say this often to my children because not all of my kids come in here and volunteer at comfort cases. And some people will say, you know, I haven't seen your one kid in a long time. And I say, my kid isn't sitting at home. They're doing because what we say to them, as long as you do, that's all that we ask, you know, and I love the fact that you're, you're, you're passionate about this 5k because of ocean cleanup. Is that because you want to be a marine biologist? That is actually perfect. Yeah. I really want to be a marine biologist. And I was on the way over here. My mom and I were talking. I was like, I think about the ocean like every single day, like, and I'm just, I want to be live near the ocean. I want to like help clean up the ocean, help like, fight the coral reef like um disasters that are going on 
and just help rebuild them and everything. So I will tell you, I'm a little bit obsessed with the ocean as well. Yeah. As a young boy, I mm -hmm. always thought being a marine biologist would be the coolest yeah. thing in the world. Um, and, you know, I am so fascinated with dolphins and the whole communication thing. Yeah. And I'm not going to tell everybody what the latest show is that I'm watching because my daughter would be embarrassed. But it is about oceans yeah. and mermaids and stuff. Shh, you know. <laughs> so, so you know, we have at our church, um, we have, you know, Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I what you just said, you know, they're building picnic tables yeah. and doing things like that. Um, and I will have to say, I think this is our first Eagle Scout um, project here. I think so. We would have to bring Barry in to yeah. tell us for sure. Cause I know we have a lot of Girl Scouts, but, um, and we do uh, bar mitzvah projects, but yeah, this is the first time I think that we've had somebody do an Eagle Scout project. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's the thing I talk about when I go around and give speeches at schools is that I say, you know, by the way, I have one daughter. I have four boys and yeah. one daughter. Um, and I always tell my daughter, you know, women do rule the world. So sorry, all you guys out there, yeah. our listeners. But I always say to the the guys, I'm like, hey, what's going on here? I was like, you guys have a heart. You care. Yeah. So I, knowing that you're doing this. So tell me exactly what do you hope to gain from this project? Um, and tell me about what is going on with the project. So I really... Like the main thing, and even if people aren't donating, at least like I'm spreading awareness because a lot of people are just like, oh, foster care system, you get put into like a home, you live there, you get put into another home, you live there, it's fine. But they don't know like what goes on on the inside. And like people are like, why do people need like comfort cases? They, they'll have everything once they get there. And like I'll have to explain to them like, well, like not all of them, obviously, but some of what happens in some of the homes, like I would have read through your book. And um it's just kind of crazy that people don't know that and spreading awareness is definitely like my main priority maybe not like uh collecting items like as the main but like the spreading awareness and then so far in my project i've gotten i think 150 dollars in the first week and then i've gotten like at least 25 like of just backpacks themselves and then just countless like um items like my half of my basement like we're like right in front of our TV. It's just like a bunch of like this heap of like items that we have so far. It's only been like a week and a half too. Wow. So like, How long is it going to go on for? What so is your, what's your cutoff date? The drop off ends 20, September 26th. Okay. But um, I'm probably, items are probably going to still come in before then. But then I'm going to get a bunch of like kids from my troop to come in uh, to like my garage or something and then help pack the cases. Love That's that. amazing. And I've seen your posts on social media yeah. and I just know how passionate you are and how smart you are when mm -hmm. it comes to promoting this. And I think that's really contributing to the success so far. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you and your mom were just telling us that, you know, you, every day it's like you get up and you walk out the door and there's pencils sitting there, things that people are dropping off. Yeah. It's so my, so that, I, that was Medina. That was going to be my question is how do we, how do we get our listeners to help you know, Joe, with this project. Oh, yeah. You can visit www.comfortcases.org uh, backslash Joe's Eagle if you want to donate. Um, or you can uh, drop off the list of items on my social media. My Instagram is joe-davis or joe underscore davis7, and it has the list of items and just a little debrief of, like, what a comfort case is and why I'm doing it. 
So, you know, um, just so if anybody got that, you know, um, we actually have a page on our site. Um, this is the first time that we've done an Eagle Scout type of page. And then we've done this for Joe because I was so impressed the day that I met you and the passion that you have. And I and I love something that you just said. And and um, it's so weird because I do I talk about this quite often is that to me it's not just all about the case you know the case is amazing and every single child who enters our system the 700 that enter the system today they all deserve a case but what the most important part is is doing what you and I and Dana are doing today which is talking about it yeah. because I feel that that is some of the biggest problems that we have within our country is that we stay away and don't want to talk about the things and it's almost like an ostrich you know that you know you stick your head in the sand and everything goes by you and then you could say oh I don't know anything about it right well yeah I mean I didn't know anything about what kids in foster care actually went through until I'd happened to see Rob on the Ellen show and then I just you know it sparked an interest in me I went on the Facebook page I'm like oh my gosh they're right here and then as I learned more I really realize just how many kids are suffering what it's really like for them in foster care how many times they get bounced around the Mm -hmm. trauma the fact that we think that the government or the foster family is taking care of these kids 100 percent, and that's just not true like they get a trash bag they don't get a good bag they get used clothes they don't get brand new pajamas which is what we put in comfort cases yeah i agree one of the things that for dana is uh, that she has the the i don't know how lucky it is because I just I did it for the first several years and can't do it she gets the letters she gets the letters of social workers who really talk about the impact that that kids like you are making um for kids who are in the system um and you know they're they're it's just crazy do you know any kids that are in foster care um I don't think so no but Uh, the other, this is completely separate, but the other day I was riding in the car with my friend, uh, Matt, and he's also an Eagle Scout. He like did something with laws, um, which is like a woman's, uh, shelter in Leesburg. But, uh, that was really cool. And you said bras. Uh, laws laws because i was saying i just spoke to the woman who runs bras in your area who does things for women's shelters that's why i was like whoa wait a minute okay go ahead but uh we were driving we also have obviously had masks in the car windows open and everything uh so we weren't getting covid but uh uh we were talking and he was like i was almost i almost got put to tears when i was shopping in walmart thinking about how these kids don't have these simple items and it was kind of shocking that like matt doesn't usually talk like that matt's like one of the goofy kids but it was like really cool. Like, wow, a lot of kids did not know what really is going on and like how much of an impact just telling people what's going on is making. Yeah. How many ki- How many young men are in your, do they still call it a den when you're an Eagle Scout? It's no. a troop. A troop. How many men are in your troop, young men are in your troop? Like 68. 68 oh wow that's a 60 that's a big huge troop i thought that they were only like 10 or 12 because what i was thinking and we still probably could make it happen but it it, because not every parent's going to want to do this drive that your mom does for you and i love the fact i actually said to dana this morning i said you do know where they live right they're driving from you know i'm not going to say it on the air but i mean even though it's not that bad of a drive it's always different coming from virginia into maryland but you should should get some of your close buddies um some of the people in your troop maybe even your troop leader if he i hope he's listening 
to this and you all plan coming here and um, packing cases, you know, because I think that, you know, and I I see this quite often this summer because of COVID, um, you know, we were lucky enough that our governor made us essential. And because we were essential, we were allowed to have up to 10 people in our center. And as you know, by being in here, people wear gloves, they wear masks. Um, But the number of kids that we had, high school kids that we had in this center every single day. And I'm not talking about kids who are in here sitting on their phones. These were kids who were actually helping with inventory, packing cases, helping with shipping. Yep, lifting boxes and sorting things, organizing ribboning pajamas and blankets, and they really doing a lot. And there's also kids who did their own separate projects. Like we had one high school girl who, who she made all of these masks and she's still making them she's now still because they're them. selling like hotcakes. I was like, all right, I'm not promoting them anymore until you have time to make more. School just started. And then we had another uh, young lady who's in high school who made bracelets all summer and dropped off a big check because she was doing that. So it's not just about the kids coming in to volunteer, which is amazing, but also kids yeah. doing like what you're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we're just blown away by it. It's so amazing. Yeah. So the invitation's there, Joe. I'm serious. You, you, the invitation is there. Even if, you know, we have to figure out a Saturday, um, I would be more than happy to give up my Saturday to have your team come in yeah. and truly experience what it's like to be in our center. Um, you, you've seen it and you, you've experienced, you know, and, the whole thing, you know, we're lucky. I mean, we have a lot of, we've had a lot of local politicians that come in here and, um, and the one thing they always say is that, wow, we didn't know. We just didn't know. And once you touch those pair of pajamas and you see that toothbrush and start putting it in that bag and you start thinking about, you know, that young person who's going to open up that case and, you know, how they're feeling. Like I said, I still, after over 100,000 cases, and I think we're going in our eighth year of our charity, I still get goosebumps when I walk over to the production center and I see all of the people sitting there giving their time you know as a charity that is volunteer ran it is so 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 important that we have people like you so joe one of the things that as as we we end up our our podcast there there i have a couple of more questions number one how does this make you feel like it actually it makes me feel so like i'm not trying to describe like cool like not like cool as in like I just got like the new kicks or anything like cool as in like I'm really impacting so many kids lives and like whoever dropped off those pencils are impacting so many kids lives and it just really makes Can me you like tell, tell me the story about the pencils so like I think I would like woke up I usually wake up I'm not gonna lie like 11 or something I I did not wake up unless I work I <laughs> such not a wake teenager up. I don't wake up very early and I was like I usually go downstairs I like look into the box I check my email and usually there's like either like a bunch of stuff there or like nothing, right? And like it was one of those days where like I took a glance and I didn't see one in the bottom like bucket. And like I took look took a glance up top and then I I went inside and I was like and I looked back and there was like, Oh, there's two pencils there and I didn't think about it much at first, but then I like was like going out through my morning, just like brushing my teeth and like uh, had some alone time, just like barely awake and I was like, Wow, someone just took like like 10, five minutes out of their day to come over here on my porch and drop off pencils for like, uh, like comfort cases, like something that they probably never knew about until 
I like put uh, the word out. And I was like, wow, this is kind of cool. Like, I don't know who they are. They don't know. They probably don't know who I am that well. And they were like, wow, let me just take some pencils and drop them off here. And they probably weren't thinking about it much, but I was like, this is kind of cool. That is amazing. And, you know, the other question I have for you is, and I ask this to, to a lot of kids, how do you think that the kid who is going to receive one of the cases that you were able to gather the items and get pack it, um, how do you think they're going to feel when they open it up? Honestly, I, I, can't, I can't say because, like, I can't, like, I don't know because I'm not. I'll never be able to like say because I'm not in their shoes. But I th- I think it'd feel pretty cool in my opinion. Like opening a package and being like, "Wow, someone actually hand put this together and is caring for me." Uh, you, he just said exactly. I knew what we yep, did so much. It is, and and I and like Rob said a little bit ago, I you know now I get the emails or the thank you notes from the agencies, and we don't think about the impact that those things have because we kind of take them for granted. Yeah. Like, of course, we have a toothbrush, mm-hmm. um, but for these kids that have had nothing, the impact is huge. And sometimes they're like, "I really get to keep this. Like, this is for me," or they think that they have to give it back, and they're yeah. just so shocked. Um, to actually have something for the first time. Um, so it really does have an impact. And we try to convey that a lot because people are like, you know, don't these kids just have it or I have it. You know, my yeah. kid has 10 pairs of pajamas. And for these kids, it really is special. And it's, yeah. it's good that you're putting out the word too because I didn't know what kids had to deal with. And like when I'm explaining it to like anybody, like my friends, like people who just like email me asking that I can tell, like, like especially when I'm talking to some, their eyes, like, they, like, light up, and they're like, are you serious? Like, they don't have toothbrushes? Like, I always use this scenario. I say, uh, imagine going into the shower and using some stranger's bar of soap, and they're like, that's yep. disgusting. I'm like, well, like, you're taking a lot for granted, and I'm taking a lot for granted. I'm truly blessed, but it's just kind of crazy that, like, not a lot of people know, and just kind of, like, stuff like the foster care systems, like, issues get, like, dusted under the rug yeah and like the government doesn't really highlight it not a lot of people uh no one does by the way 438,000 children in our Mm -hmm. system and by the way that is not an accurate number we are definitely over a half a million when it comes to kids who are in foster care because we do not do a proper count of our children that are in the system and you and you you know, you said it, this, the, the bar of soap is, you know, I, I remind people all the time, if you don't think that it's all that important, the next time you go to a hotel, ask them to leave the bar of soap from the people before you that stayed in that room yeah. and use it. You won't. You won't. It's called dignity. And the fact that kids are in the system because of choices that other people yeah. made, not because of choices they made, choices that other people made. And, in, and what you're doing to educate people is so important i say it all the time talk about it you got to talk about it we make change because of us talking that is how change starts and as you are doing educating your friends educating you know people with inside of your community um it's so important because we all do think that they're taken care of. So, well, listen, Joe, I think that you are definitely my hero. Um, I am so, so proud that I get to call you my friend. You have um, inspired me. You inspire me 
because of the fact that you could do so many other things or you could basically just do nothing and stay asleep until 11 or 12. Yeah. By the way, I have teenagers <laughs> as well. Um, but you're showing your community and you're showing your peers that just the smallest act of kindness, the smallest act of kindness can change someone's life. You know, Dana and I say all the time, Dana's, she's designed a shirt. I have a mask that I wear that says, be a good human. Um, and it's something that we really practice. And I will have to tell you something. Not only do you practice it, you are. And in my book, I always say lead by example. Um, anyone who wants to know truly what that means, um, follow Joe. Follow Joe on social media. Please, please, Dana will be listing the website, to, the link to the website. Please donate because um, every penny that you donate to Joe's um, Eagle Scout, is going to build a case and yeah. it's going to help so many kids. So, you know, Joe, I know that you don't know a lot about foster care. You're learning and that for, I'm very proud of you. Um, and But Dana always ends the podcast with always asking a question. Yeah. And I want you, you to be asked this question as well. So okay. Dana. Um, so Joe, if from what you know about the foster care system, if you could change two things, what would they be? Oh my gosh. Um <laughs> I, that's such a hard question. Oh my gosh. Um, I don't know. Definitely one would be their living situation. I know this is like probably not able to, but, uh, it's their living situation. And then the amount of like publicity they get, because if you think about it, like I didn't know, no, like not really anybody knows like what's really going on. Cause it, again, it just gets shoved under the rug. So if a lot more people knew about it, a lot more people would be passionate and a lot more people would start organization nonprofit organi organizations like comfort cases so that's definitely the two i'd Absolutely. And we have talked about that before, that there's so many things that everybody knows about. There's causes that everybody knows about, but foster care is not one of them. And these are kids that are right here in our country. Yeah. And there's just not a big PR campaign for them. So absolutely, yeah. that's that's a great point. It, it is. And the fact is, is that we do. Right now, we have over 100,000 kids who are waiting for a forever home. That means that they are ready for adoption and are yeah. looking for a home to, to be their forever home. But I have to tell you, so we asked this question to every single person. Yeah. Um, I think maybe out of the 55, 54, whatever, how many podcast we have done um we have been so lucky to get such different answers and i think on our 100th anniversary podcast we should put something together because you saying the publicity part i don't remember anybody ever saying that and it is so true yeah. um i i i understand the privacy part of this yeah. i really do as a, as a father of five children from the system i get the privacy yeah. part of it but i also feel that we are doing a disservice yeah. to these children Children by not telling the story because by telling the story we get people to act and when it comes to the housing part that you brought up I agree with you on the housing yeah. and yes just to let you know it is something we can do yeah. children being moved from home to home to home to home is not acceptable and, and, and there's a reason why that happens and we need to fix that reason and fix it sooner than later so listen Joe I am so excited that you 
made this trip to be on our podcast. Oh, yeah. I'm excited that you picked, you know, your Eagle Scout um, to, to award to to be comfort cases. And Dana, where can where can people listen to this podcast? Oh, and- so we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Deezer, and at comfortcases.org slash podcast. And if you go to comfortcases.org slash podcast and then click on this episode, you will be able to find all the links to donate for Joe's project, his social media, and all that information. And everybody, listen, I've asked this before and I ask it quite often. You know, we do this podcast for the exact reason that Joe just said, because we want to educate our public. So by educating our public, we need your help. And what we need your help to do is share this podcast. Please share it and write a review. Absolutely. Write a review. We love that. So listen, everybody take care. Remember, we all have an opportunity to be a good human and have an amazing day. Joe, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Joe. Dana and I would like to thank all of you for listening to the Fostering Change podcast. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Make sure you follow Comfort Cases on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Comfort Cases. And check out the Fostering Change blog at comfortcases.org. So everybody, we want to hear your stories. So reach out to us if you would like to be a guest on the podcast. You can find me on Facebook at Rob Shear, Instagram at Rob underscore Shear, and on Twitter at Rob Shear 6. And please share this podcast and leave us a review. Remember, we're all part of the same community. Your zip code, it's not your community, but it's our human race. Let's all make a difference.